Whoa, you sped up. You sped up at the end. Yeah, Why did you but do did that? you get it? I didn't, I didn't. I did it as three, two, one. No, you, you went three, two, one. Like that. You did no, like I a half I didn't. Oh, whatever. Did you get it? I or do we I need to it. restart? No, no, I pressed it. Well, I think I pressed it when you pressed it, but you did a Please. little... Please. It was like a, when you play in a game and they throw a curveball. I don't know what... Like, I think it's done it. Mate, you're probably half a step ahead or behind us. Should we clap in time? Let's see if we can clap in time. Oh, yeah. This, this must be absolutely maddening. Can you imagine someone listening to this? They're, now they're clapping. How irritating that would be. Did... No, no, no. If anything, they'll be like, wow. Ewan has perfect, 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 perfect rhythm. Yeah, I mean, I clapped. Uh, but I've got pretty I, good rhythm. I just rhythm. realized there's no way of us knowing whether we were clapping in well, time. Well, no, I'll, I'll sync the claps. Maybe I'll, sy maybe I'll sync the claps, and mm, then that'll be where the show starts, and I'll think, get rid of some of the stuff. I don't think that's going to work. But anyway, whatever. It's, that's this, your thing. That's, you, you can... this, is, this will be maddening for someone listening. <laughs> this is like a full minute of us talking about clapping. Let's. Right. They're just like Talk about do the, the show. Do the show. Not talking. Okay. Do the show. Um, do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Freelancers F. My name is Ewan Brock. I'm a digital freelancer based in the northwest of England, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. His name is Oliver James Cuthbertson, and he is a freelance man. Yeah, that'll do. A wandering Ronan. Oh, what? Like uh, I've been watching a little bit of anime recently. So. <laughs> it's funny when I start watching anime, I like change the way I speak <laughs> changes. I start to like <laughs> act differently because there's so many episodes. If you're watching a series, you have to watch like a hundred episodes before it even gets going, and that starts to like uh, seep I'm... into your consciousness. I think. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm only. Listen, we can talk about that on another oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. That's not what because this is today, about. on today's episode, it's episode sixty-seven, and we're going to talk about uh, the very. Is it a popular or cult? I don't know. It's neither. It's a film. It's not popular or cult. Because, All right, well, you know, as far as I can tell, it's not very popular, and no one talks about it. Listen, you, you, yeah, yeah, you bring out the the numbers Re do a quick bit of research on the numbers oh, uh, uh, today we're going to discuss browser open Hang please on. just well, no, just no, 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 no. leave it, it open today we are discussing the coen brothers hit i mean it's not, we don't know if it's a hit film or not we don't mm. even know if like people know about this film Davis, uh, inside lewin davis um uh, a movie set about uh down on his luck uh folk singer songwriter in 1960s new york yeah is that a good synopsis that's a great synopsis so i just looked up the numbers and i realized i don't know why i, I don't know what these numbers mean it just like, says, it just says in at. big big font 32.9 million usd and that's what i that's all i've got from this is that popular i don't know is that how much it made or how much <laughs> it doesn't it say it doesn't was... say it just that's the number associated with this film 32.9 million USD. That could mean anything. The funny thing is, Oliver, uh, if you if you think back to our days in our previous job, that film came through the studio. We didn't do any creative work for it, but it did come through the did studio. It? They were doing publicity for it. That's so cool. Oh, can you imagine? Kind of annoying. Like, Man, we I wish that we'd been given... Exactly. I wish that we'd been the creative for it because then maybe we would have watched it and known about it back mm. then. But would we have appreciated it? Well, you know, hmm. I actually was one of those rare breeds who I loved the films 
some of the films that I've worked on, even though they've like been... Transporter 3. Um, uh, not that what one. Else? But, yeah. <laughs> Transporter 2. <laughs> uh, no, um, What Happens in Vegas was the first one I did. Like uh, I did a website for it. <laughs> Do you remember what, what, what happens, happens in, in Vegas? Vegas? You know, it's kind of a play on no. that. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but they forget, they didn't mm-hmm. finish the. They, it was just called. So it's kind of the Hangover. It was a nothing like the Hangover actually. Okay. But it was uh, it. It's a film. Listen, we can talk about what happens in Vegas on what happens no, in no, Vegas no, episode, you know but That's today's episode we're talking we're talking about <laughs> no. what happens in Vegas. Please, it's not a bad film. God no. Okay, whatever. Um. Ollie, you, you and I came to this film only fairly recently, and and to 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 draw upon my comment beforehand, where had we have watched this, what six seven years ago, I don't think I would have fully appreciated it. To be honest, I think I would have mm. been like, "This is a cool film." But I don't really get what's going here. By the way, if you are listening to this episode um, and you haven't watched Inside Lewin Davis. I don't think that I need to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you right now. We are going to be putting spoilers all over this episode. So mm. I would suggest that if you want to be a part of this momentous occasion where but, two cynical old men talk about a film that was released several years ago, then please do go and watch it. Um, I don't want to say where you can watch it. Why not? Because... Th- well, no, 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 we're not that type of episode. You just Google it, you'll find a way. But there is there is a platform at the moment where you can stream it for free, legally as well. Um, <laughs> Why aren't we allowed to say it on it? Or is that because I don't, I don't want to, I don't, no, no, I don't want to be, yeah, exactly. It's like, no. you know, I don't want to give away stuff for free. No, that's right. right. This isn't some parlor game. But Ollie. we're talking about Amazon Prime, right? This is my career. <laughs> That's that's like a little reference to the movie there because there's oh. a little exchange like no, that. But this isn't a movie review. We're not doing a, a review of this film, are no, we? No, no, like, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, hey, here's Ewan's review of this film. Ten out of ten. Well, that's high. I mean, that's ten higher out of ten. than maybe I would. I don't think it's a ten out of ten. You can't call it a ten Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Nine out of ten. If they put explosions in it, ten out of ten. Ooh. Yeah. Definitely. That would have put Dude, the cinematography the is amazing. The cast is amazing. Yeah. The story is amazing. Um, well, no, everything the about this I film like is amazing. About it is that it's not amazing. Oh yes. Can we do? Oh yeah. We need to talk about everything. We, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, the, the thing I took from it, and the, the, the thing I enjoyed about it was because that not, you know the guy doesn't really succeed. Nothing amazing happens really. Uh, remember as well this is us talking about the film but we need to always draw reference to freelance yeah okay so, so why is this film such a, a a sort of great comparison to freelance life okay actually can i sum it up by referencing a scene in it that i, Please, that I you may. so but the, every time you reference something you have to say spoiler alert <laughs> loud, and, loud and very audible i hate that like if yeah okay actually okay spo- i mean then again it's not like a whodunit thing where you know it's not going to spoil the film, you knowing this. Uh, you kind of like, nothing's really going to spoil it. But if you had told me what happens at the end, I wouldn't have gone like, <laughs> well, I can't bother to watch that then. You know, oh, I can't no watch point. it now. It's not really about, it's not one of those films where you're like, oh no, that spoils it. It's Luke, you know, that's Luke's dad, Darth Vader. And you're like, oh, that kind of wrecks the whole thing. <laughs> uh, by the way, you did not precede that oh, with the spoilers. And now Honestly, all yeah, the people yeah, who haven't watched Star Wars ruined. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a, okay, there's a scene where this guy, he's a folk musician, the main character, and he goes all the way to Chicago for whatever reason, and he goes to this big kind of 
management producer kind of guy, played by F. Murray Abram very well. And he plays this song, because he's hoping to get management from this guy, because he's like a bigwig. Plays this very poignant folk song, and it, it, the whole thing, the whole scene, probably three or four minutes, is just Oscar Isaacs playing this song. Very poignant, very, you know, it's a really great scene. And a beautiful um, song. the guy's stony face throughout, you know, the uh, guy listening, because he, you know, he's, he's obviously trying to judge it to whether he wants to take this guy on. And he finishes his song, and you're like, you know, it was such a good performance. You're like, wow, you know, that was really, that kind of touched me. And the guy goes, I didn't see any money in it. And that, that is actually... No, he says, a, I don't see any, he says, I don't see any money here. Yeah, I don't see any money here. And, and that, for me, is, is kind of social media and, in general, <laughs> an artist's career or an illustrator's career or a designer's career. You know, you kind of pour in your heart out. And yeah. it, it, most of the time, there isn't any money in it. It's just you're doing your thing. You play your yeah. song. And then, you know, the guy goes like, next, nah. You know, oh, that, yeah, that but was the, nice, you, but... I don't really see... You oh. have so much belief in yourself and your ability that you want to present it to people that can put you in the right places in front of the right people and allow you to pursue it full-time as a career and be fi- financially rewarded by it. And then you're told that you're not good enough. The thing that I would draw comparison to that is when I applied to a bunch of illustration agencies for representation and they all came back with like oh, sorry, it's not really our thing. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I've looked at your roster and like, I'm not, I'm certainly not down on my work at all. I can, I can certainly, my output is low. I need to do more. And there's always things that I can do, but I'm, I like my work. I really enjoy my work. I like making it. And I think that there is something in my work, Oliver. So I'd be sat there in front of these people playing my little acoustic guitar and I finish and they're like, I don't see any money here, which is like, very demoralizing because then then at that point you're like well what's the point of me doing this like why do i go on because i can't make any money from this thing that i really enjoy and like doing or at least you know this person who is in a place of power is telling you directly that doesn't have any worth yeah and that's really demoralizing it's super demoralizing and you know what do you do with that information i mean i would say as an illustrator you take you ask for a critique from the person you know, you ask mm-hmm. the question, why, you know, and also make you sometimes you have to, you have to put it like this, like, don't pull any punches, destroy me. Why do why would you say this hasn't, there's no money in this? And, you know, mm-hmm. how can I change this? Or how can I do this? And then you take their advice, and you, you write it down on a little piece of paper, you screw it up, and you chuck it in the bin. And you just keep yes. doing your thing. Because who cares? If Is that no kind money? of what Lewin did? It's kind of what he did. He asked him, he's like, oh, why isn't there any money? And he's like, well, you know. And then the guy's like, oh, you should, um, you, he's like, oh, I used to be a part of the duo because his, his partner died, threw himself off a bridge. And um, the spoiler. guy's like, oh, spoiler. you should, yeah, okay, that's a big spoiler, actually. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, you should get back in it with your partner, you know, because you're better, you'd yeah. be better as a duo. And Lewin's like, that's great advice. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll think about doing that because, you know, he's dead. So, I don't no, know. But man. I found it really, that that was another poignant scene because he's there saying, I think you'd work really well in a group. I think as a solo uh, performer, that's never going to take off. But if, I, I'm putting together this group and you could be part of it if you wanted to change your appearance a little bit. Um, are you okay with singing harmonies? Da, 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 da. Yeah. But Lewin at that point is like, 
yeah, I can sing harmonies, but I, I don't want to. Like, because he's there saying, this is the type of music that I want to make and and just this. Like, yeah. I do not want to dilute what it is that I'm doing. Um, and I think that, yeah, fine, financially, there's no reward there. But you, it's such a weird situation because you're in two camps. You see the situation where people perhaps maybe cow down to a particular style or a particular way of doing work or a, a particular clientele or like audience and you see them doing it in their work and i think probably that they are maybe more successful in their careers because of course they're playing the system and they're playing the game hopefully it aligns with what they want to be doing like hopefully they're making that work and they love making it but for people i think maybe like you and i ollie where sometimes you're told well maybe if you changed and did this but i think that both of us are incredibly stubborn in the terms of like what it is that we want to be making professionally and we don't like bend to maybe maybe a better way of doing it like we could make more money if we were doing different things or like catering to different audiences there's a nuance here which is it's good to take advice especially from people you respect and who know what they're talking about that's great take advice and be like, well, you know, I could tweak this and I could work on this. But if someone mm-hmm. says, and I've been told this before by people, uh, you know, with, with regards to my illustration stuff, it's like you need to, you need to like do more than just goblins and, you know, knights and stuff. <laughs> you, you need to maybe broaden out. And I've been offered jobs as well <clears> to do <throat> stuff like that. And I've, I've turned a lot of them down, not all of them. Um, but, <laughs> you know, when you're desperate for money, you've got to do what An you Elephant on do. a potty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I've been told to like um, not not uh, not to use the word dumb down, but I'm trying to um, find a different thing because it's not as if I'm doing highbrow stuff. But I mean, yeah. you know, do more kiddie stuff because that stuff is selling at the moment. I've been told mm-hmm. to do that. I've been told to do fairies and stuff because that's really big at yeah. the moment. They've used the words like that's really big and popular right now, so we need to get some more like pictures of fairies from you. And I I used to be a bit more like oh yeah maybe I can do that. Now, when I see that, I'm like, you know what? I, I know it's not going to make me happy. If I get, if I do the fairies, yeah, someone's going to hire me to do the fairies. I don't want to do the fairies, and then but I'll like be in a position, said, th- yeah, where I'm happy. This this film is not a happy film because even like you not doing the fairies, you're not necessarily happy because you're not getting the uh, the the sort of acclaim, perhaps that not that you think that you deserve. I think obviously Lewin it during the film is kind of. He never outright says like, "Oh, I should be a big deal by now," but, but there's always that, that kind sense. of perception of, "Yeah, yeah." yeah you yeah. get that sense that he's the type of person who's like, "How, how on earth are these people like not engaging with my music?" Um, and and it's the same for that. Like, you're not doing fairies, and because of that, you're not seeing a financial reward. And because of it, you're like, well, at least I'm keeping the purity of of my work, of the things that I'm prepared to make. But then you're not being financially rewarded for it, and you're not seeing any. But, well, you know, not not on a not on a larger scale. I'm no. not saying that you're. Yeah, you're, like, you're like, making. Yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> you get no work. Moral of the story, if there is one, which probably there isn't to any of this, but um, further down the line, you get you know people do want goblins eventually. You just kind of kind of stay the course. You walk on your goblins, <laughs> and then and you, you become and a cult sensation. Well, no, no, but think about all <laughs> all of this stuff. Like it all comes around eventually. You know, if you enjoy the work you're doing, there's a good chance someone else will as well. But um, I mean, it, the thing, the nuance to this is, I it's I don't like to say don't take any advice and like ignore what people are telling you because that um, 
there are a lot of people who, who don't have any self-reflection and they're, they're just doing whatever they want to do. And, you know, I don't know. You know sometimes you've got you to change what you're doing a little bit just to... So what well, I, I was going to say, to draw compar- more comparisons to the, to the film, as you were saying, it, 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 so the, the, the film was inspired apparently by the folk singer Dave Van Ronk. Uh, what a name! Who, if, I mean, his music's amazing, but yeah, I, and I, I wouldn't I have love, known I about it. I wouldn't have known about it had I not watched this film. And now it's like up there. All, all of Dave's, or can I call him Dave? All Dave's yeah, stuffs yeah. in the uh, in the mix. All Dave, good old Dave. Um, and he was completely unknown throughout his his entire career and i think it's only yeah. now really that people are perhaps picking up his music but alongside him during the sort of like his his era in the greenwich village scene over in the 1960s new york uh up came mr bob dylan so he's alongside little lad bob well i think bob dylan used one of to makes stay it. at his house when he came to yeah, his wh- flat or whatever one becomes a global superstar, and the other still lives in relative obscurity. Oh, he's dead. Throughout his, I mean, yeah, he's now dead, but yeah, but he, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, he's but the thing about Van Ronk, if I can, or Dave or whatever his name is, he, um, as far as I know, yeah, it was relative obscurity. Of course, Bob Dylan's a household name, but he was still playing shows and stuff and yeah. making music. He was doing his yeah. thing the whole of his life. In fact, he played. I'm pretty sure he was playing right up until he um, died, more or less. Yeah. But then he did, I think, and I'm not sure how true this story is, I think he was living out of his car towards the end of his death. I'm not sure if that's 100% true. He, at least he mm-hmm. wasn't, he's not living in a palace like Bob Dylan probably is. I don't know where Bob Dylan lives. Probably a palace of some sort. A palace. Or a castle. I hope, or I hope little Bob's living in a palace. Well, he should be. I mean, oh, man, they, just at the bottom of my road, the art gallery is selling Bob Dylan paintings. Are they? That kind of annoys me because I'm like, Bob, stay in your lane. Like, make your music. Fine. Wait, no. So, so selling his portraits, his, his he, paintings. He, he paints. He draws. No way. Yeah. How much are they going for? You would not believe how much they're going can for. Can I get one? You can get one if you have like twenty thousand pounds on you. You can you can probably buy one, um, but that kind of annoys me because I'm like, yeah. The only reason they're selling this dude's paintings, they're fine. It's like Ringo. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ring- don't don't bring Ringo into this, man. He doesn't deserve that kind of treatment. <laughs> I love Ringo. Yeah, peace it's and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Don't send me any more of your. Yeah, there will uh, be from the twentieth of whenever. <laughs> there will be no more fan mail. I will not be signing that, any more fan mail. Peace out. Was the Simpsons? There was the Simpsons episode where he's in it because he gets <laughs> fan mail from Marge and he finally replies to it like twenty years later. And I'm wondering how that interacts with that um, bit where he's telling people not to send him fan mail. Like, is it after Dude, that I episode still, of the Simpsons? I still watch that um, that little announcement from Ringo. <laughs> yeah, I still watch too. it like occasionally. I just put it, it on. It makes me chuckle. So, if I'm feeling a little bit down, I'll be like, let's get Ringo on. Let's put Ringo on. Peace and, peace love. and love. Peace, peace and, and love. love. Peace and love. By the way, everyone. Stop. I don't want to swear because then I've got to, I've got to do the <laughs> yeah. beeps. He's great. Um, Ringo. Fantastic. I love this film, Oliver. I absolutely yeah. adore it because yeah, I, I think that it is the quintessential. Ooh, what a word. Um, comparison to freelance and any. Uh, creative endeavors really yeah. because all of us do it for the love of it or at least you start you start out 
with your high hopes and you you're like oh i'm gonna the, the sky's the limit everyone's gonna see my stuff and they're instantly gonna love it and it's gonna be a big hit and i'm gonna make it and then you know five six seven years later you're homeless i mean you don't have any home to stay in you're sofa surfing on people's uh, couches um you've seen mediocre success um and you're basically like directionless yeah there's a bit where he's you, in he's in the he's in a toilet and there's a thing in it you know he's just sitting there what the hell what the hell is he doing and yeah, then he looks down and there's yeah there's scrawled in the thing what are you doing <laughs> and uh it just kind of like sums it up but the other thing i that i think do the, you sometimes think that ollie oh man all the time but I, I think when i first watched it i was very depressed this was a few weeks ago and now mm. i'm actually in a ve- i feel very happy and you know it's like i've got the mood swings of the toddler um, yeah. I feel reasonably okay in myself. I'm drawing again. I've got loads of work on. Um, I'm looking after the baby, working, looking after the baby. And it's like really nice. Like, you know, the baby is quite challenging, but it's also delightful. Uh, but Shout I watched it again baby. this morning and I had a very different take on the film than I did mm-hmm. a few weeks ago when I was super depressed. I think it actually <laughs> resonated more with me when I was depressed. Yeah. But um, I, I actually, it, um, when I watched it this morning, it is bleak, but mm-hmm. I also... There's a, there, it's kind of also uplifting in a weird way because he fails the whole way through this film and yeah. horrible things happen to him. He makes so many mistakes and it all of his own doing, really. I mean, some of it's He's kind not of even a control. nice character either. No, he's horrible. He's not, he's not like, you're not rooting for him like, oh, no. I hope he really pulls through. No, you're almost kind of like, how far can this guy fall and am I going <laughs> to care when he falls that hard? Like, but it, I took from this thing, he still gets up and does it. And that's kind of what you have to do if you're if you're in yeah. this kind of thing, you know. You c- he yeah. could at any moment he could go back to the he's in the merchant seaman thing or whatever. And I think his sister even says like, you know, why don't you go back to that because the music thing's not working out. And uh, you know he could easily do that. But Mate, he doesn't comparison want to, to freelance. Music. Comparison well, like, to freelance. Um, go full time. Or or go back to the design job or whatever. Exactly. No, no, no. But yeah. take a full-time job. For, for both of yeah. us, for any freelancer out there, there is always the backup plan of going back full-time. And well, that's, maybe it's not, not in to this say, current economic climate. but <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. not but no, no, no. It's, it's not to say that it's undesirable. It's the fact that you've left the Merchant Navy and like going back... It doesn't even feel like a step back, but it's obviously it it, it removes you from the thing that you're that you want to be doing, the thing that you want to be yeah. successful in. The merchant navy's fine, and it's there, and it's a good. Uh, there's even like a line in there where she, uh, I think, his sister's sort of like, "Oh, what is the? Are you too good for the merchant navy, or is it not good enough?" Kind of thing. Yeah, like you're in showbiz. Oh, so you know you can't go back. Yeah, to the... not good enough for the rest of us. Yeah, you know, and. and and it's not it's not that at all it's just that the we we discussed it in a previous episode where um we would i think we would talk about the mountain or something like that and uh, it's it, it's that sense of when do you come off the mountain yeah. when is enough enough and oh, no, the fact I, that i'm like, afraid I, I don't really remember i was drinking a lot back then i don't really remember <laughs> no that was a super mountain. early episode but oh, it, it, you do get this sensation where you're climbing up a, a never-ending slope and you're like i just want to make it to the top i just need to make it to the top and even then, you're you're just beset by all of these setbacks all the time. It's never easy going. It's always an uphill struggle to make it as a freelancer. I feel. Yeah. Um, and you do just get the sense of well, if I turn back now and I go back down, or I go and join the merchant navy, or whatever, or I go full time, 
then what was the point of me trying to get up this mountain? Like I'm halfway up now, or at least I feel like it. Like yeah. what was the point of me doing it in the first place? It, it 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 can't help like you can't help but think of it as a step back, and it's not. It really isn't. But, but it does sometimes feel like, you know, when, if I if yeah. I worked in the uh, the local coffee shop, which I uh, you know I've thought about it loads of times. I've just been like, you know what? It would be easier. Mate, that, would, it, would it would be, be fun stable. as well. I like that. I still think I'd that's a good... drinking coffee. I'd have free coffee for myself. It'd be great. You have like social interaction, well, chit-chat. I, I would feel like it's a step kind of like backwards for me just because, I, you know, I'm trying to do... I've been trying to do this for 10 years and yeah, I haven't like made it big or anything. But also the point yeah. is, you know, the journey up the mountain, you never get to the top, hopefully, because how bored are you going to be when you get to the top? There's nothing up there. The air's thin. It's horrible. People think they want to get to the top and have that big like record deal yeah but there's no there's there's never a top because then as soon as you get to the top then you notice like there's another peak like somewhere out you know just over yeah. the horizon there's another little because of course it's like you say you never actually ever fully accomplish all of your dreams and if no. you do then jesus i mean it's i, wonder it, what, I don't want to get too deep but it, that's the whole that is the cause of all of that all of the suffering i don't you know it's the human condition buddhist about it but um the fact that we're trying to get up a mountain, get to this thing that we think we want, we don't really want it. When you get it, almost always you're like, ah, oh. you know, you kind of you enjoy it at the time. Like you get that new car and you're like, wow, this is awesome. It's way better than the old car. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's not. I've got to stop paying for it. I've got yeah, to put petrol in it. Embrace. I've got to clean it. Yeah, and you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's better to enjoy the process. You can still strive for the things, but I feel like um, I'm trying to enjoy it. Like, I've got this little book on at the moment, this illustration job that I took on. It very, it's very low pay, but I took it on because I'm interested in the um, subject matter. And it is paid, yeah. so, you know, some money. And I, I'm, I, man, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying mm -hmm. I've researched about the subject. I'm doing sketches. It's made me go and sketch again. I'm really enjoying it. And, yeah, it's not going to bring me any fame at all because it's, it's a tiny publisher in america and i've been working for small publishers my whole life like for my whole freelance career and dude that's fine i'm enjoy i enjoy it you know it doesn't have to be harry potter every time or yeah. ever because look at jk rowling she's look at the grief she's getting on twitter bless her <laughs> don't want to wade into that one but yeah i was like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, 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 that's over there, please let's uh stay stay clear of that but um yeah, you know, you get to the top and then you get, you, all you get is grief. And uh, and also there is something to be said. Look at your streaming, man. You're streaming to what, like 20 people? Yeah. In a session. If you were streaming to 400 people, you think that's going to be better. And yeah, you'd get more money out of it, but you wouldn't have the intimate conversations that you're having now with people. Yeah. You couldn't. Yeah. Because there's 400 people in the chat all like shouting at you. Uh, now, yeah, you're but they'd all be paying me money. Yeah, there is that. I mean, okay, all right, maybe that's a bad example because that would be awesome. I don't know, man. No, but I mean, again, it's so like tightly bound with the with the movie because yeah. it, it is that thing of like he aspires to have success, but then would that really make him happy? Does anything, would anything ever make, en you know, anyone no. in this film happy? No, because he would just... still be Lewin Davis when he's famous and he'd still be mm -hmm. a complete, um, you know, Arsehole. We could say arsehole okay. without bleeping it. Yeah, arsehole. And, you know, the fame wouldn't change. It would probably make him worse because he'd be into cocaine and all, all the rest of it and make him even more of a maniac. But, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the film, he sees, he's walking out of the club and he's about to get the living daylights, 
knocked out of him. Spoiler alert. Um, well, it kind of like links <laughs> to the beginning of the film. He gets beaten up, and at the end, it's you know, that's the same scene. Uh, yeah. But he he looks back, and Bob Dylan's playing in the, this little club, and it's obviously mm-hmm. the beginning of the. You know, he's going to be ninety nine percent of us as freelancers are going to be this guy, who's yes. playing the small clubs the yeah. whole time. Like Dave Van Ronk was, he was just playing, you know, festivals, small clubs, and you know, making little records here and there, and that's great. You know, as long as you enjoy it and you can earn enough to live, you know, you know. Yeah, but he to wasn't even earning enough to live. Well, yeah, I mean, I see, I see that though sometimes in like freelance stuff, people people pursuing like this career path and suffering financially for it. Because they're like, no, this is the thing that I'm going to do. You and I, I mean, to a certain extent, um, we have compromised because I d- I'm not reliant on, il- on illustration out. making my money. I rely on design and motion graphic stuff to make my money. And then in my downtime, that's the time where I can be Lewin Davis. But yeah, I think the rest well, of the time, when you've I'm, got a family, I, I think you can't do the Greenwich Village 60s thing where you're sleeping on people's I couches. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think anyone should. I don't think anyone should aspire to do that. No, there's no need, um, really, unless you know, unless your circumstances are that that you know you're in a dire spot and you can't get a job or whatever. But if you have a choice of getting a full time job and then doing the thing yeah. on the side, you should totally do that. And he, you know, in yeah. a way, this guy should really be doing that. Lewin, he's always scrounging around for money, uh, but he's spending a lot <laughs> of his time in the film. Obviously, it's a fictional character, but you're kind of thinking. You spend most of your time like traveling around, not even playing clubs. You're just going around. Um, that is just aimless. Aimless, it's, completely it, aimless. Yeah. And he goes all the way. I mean, that's really sad. He goes all the way to Chicago and plays for this guy who then says there's no money in it. He comes all the way back and it's like, uh, what was the point <laughs> of that journey? There wasn't but, uh, a point. Yeah, exactly. But again, I think that sort of epitomizes freelance you go so far out of your way to try and appease someone that you think will will put you in the right place where you need to be you you strive for it so hard and then you get there and you you show them your work and then you get a no and then you're like all right then i'll see you later then thanks thanks for the opportunity and then you've got to traipse all the way back again Luckily, on social media, that just means closing Twitter. doesn't mean pitching your way back to New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, and I think the lesson I take from it is, yeah, you take the no. Like the guy takes the no, it's like, oh, there's no money in it. Maybe he thinks there's no money in it. Maybe there isn't any money in it. But then you take that and you're like, well, maybe. But may, you know, maybe the scene will change in a year or two. And my Yeah, my but isn't that a, be... a bit delusional? Because in a year you might be dead. Yeah, but then that's what I mean. Like you might be dead, and who cares? Then you know, would you would you rather have spent the last two years um, doing what you love and trying to you know you know just trying to trying to get this thing out there and trying to express yourself and you know just trying to create something out of nothing, or would you have been working in an office that's slowly killing yourself? You'd be dead the same way. Mate, you'd be in the you'd be in the merchant navy. Or the merchant, but dude, I mean, that Writing sounds songs. awesome. Here's, here's what he should have been doing. He should have been in the merchant navy and then and then written songs whilst he was there. Yeah, on a boat, that's romantic. Except they probably so, wouldn't yeah. let you do it. They would. Yeah, they do sea shanties. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, they came come back. back with some really cool material. Yeah, what, when are sea shanties going to come back? Um, 
You know what I mean? Honestly, like, I don't um, know, mate. Here's it's hoping soon. It's all fashion. Uh, but yeah, mate, I, it's I don't all, know, man. It's all, uh, it's, what's it? Cylindrical. Is that right? C- cyclical. C- you mean. cyclical. It comes around in a circle. Cyclical. Exactly. Like the movie. Like the movie, which starts the way and, it ends. And like freelance. Like because freelance. no matter how much you just go, I am so done striving for this thing that continues to evade me. But we're still here, Ollie. Yeah. You and I have been doing this now for almost 10 years. And for 10 years, almost every year, for the at least the last eight or nine, every January, February, March, you and I both at the same time go, well, yeah. I guess that's it. I guess yeah. we're going full time. I guess we're joining the, film, the Merchant Navy. In the film, he actually says towards the end, he's like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm finished. I can't yeah. keep um, failing like this. I've got to stop. Uh, I've got to stop I'm, music. I'm joining, yeah, he goes to join the Merchant Navy. Yeah, but then, then at the end, he plays that club and he plays that song and afterwards he gets the, the hell kicked out of him <laughs> in the alley. But I mean, that's the, we always do that. And then March comes around and we get a, we get a little gig or a little... Yeah, you like get a, one gig. One, you know, and then and then you go, oh, maybe it's not so bad because I've just got enough to pay the bills. I've just got enough to just get by for like yeah. another another month. Yeah, what was it? There's a. It's fine, man. There's it another depends. part in the film where he's having a chat with his friend's partner, and she's there saying how she she just says you're completely aimless, like that you've got no plan whatsoever. And he's contradicting the same wall. Actually, I think it's a bit square that you've got a plan, that you want to move out to the suburbs, that you want to start a family, and that you're you're relying on music like as a career, as opposed to just doing it for the for the love of it, kind of thing. Yeah. And that I mean, that's just so weird as well, because in in freelance and specifically in illustration, I think you can perhaps like see that there's a lot of people who perhaps again it's not a criticism at all if anything i think you and i should probably do it more we should be drawing more fairies um <laughs> but half the time we, we tend to just use our illustrations for us first and foremost and it's not really there's no end audience there's no sort of like end user whereas if you want to make money as an illustrator or, or have regular work as an illustrator you do have to kind of play to the crowd a little bit i i have certainly compromised in my in my illustration oh every, i mean everyone has to compromise i mean yeah, yeah. D- don't get me wrong do not like there is not one person on the planet that is not compromised with their craft like yeah. to to make money from it no one's making 100% genuine work of like this is this is me it's totally me and i'm not making it for anyone else other than me because well, of course it's like all art all art is is it's not just you like throwing up and that's it it's you're you're playing to an audience to a certain extent you're not just doing it like uh, you know, it's a two-way thing. You have to, you know, yeah. I'm not just painting these, I'm doing these illustrations. I know that a kid is going to look at this and hopefully, and, you know, it's got, I've got to convey some kind of meaning with it. It's got to have, yeah. um, it's got to show the characters in the right poses and all the rest of it. But, I, you know, yeah. but at the same time, if they ask me to do something that it's, I'm not comfortable doing, <laughs> that sounds like some, something sexual, but um, obviously they're not, <laughs> they're not going to ask me that, hopefully. And also, obviously, don't do that. Unless you want to. That's fine. Well, again, <laughs> I don't know uh, if you've watched this uh, movie, but it's called uh, Inside Lewin Davis. He goes and records uh, a sort of 1960s sort of pop 
kind of yeah he he has he's a session musician he gets a gig as that one yeah with the, I, with the i'm guy trying to think of the genre driver well it's like yeah. a weird like 60s where he well, totally like a... he needs the money desperately and when the guy calls yeah. him up he's like he runs there he's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'll do yeah. whatever you want you know and he and it's exactly. horrendous you know the guy the... <laughs> the music's horrible yeah i mean well it's kind of i quite like it well it's kind of like working it's kind of what we do sometimes we have to compromise Dude, and no, earn no, some no, money. No, no, no. that's that is a hundred percent like what we do like we we're able to use our skills and we bend them to situations whereby not necessarily that's not the place where we want to be. We yeah. don't want to be doing it. Like that's not like the reason why we've been put here. But if it pays, like I'm gonna do it. Um Yeah. And 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 he, you know, it's like you said, he him just like running to it out of desperation of like, yes, I, I need the money. So he he's bending, like he's catering to an audience there that he's not usually like that's not his the the the, the be all and end all of him like making music. He has to toe the line a little but bit. The funny and be like, thing okay, is, well, I'm gonna make this music. He was sneering yeah. at the guys. He was in the club and they go up <laughs> on stage. <laughs> And he's looking around. Everyone's like, like loving the music that this guy's playing, and the, and he's in the audience looking around, like bewildered. He can't believe. It. He's yeah. like, why are they liking this? You know, and they they weren't showing as much appreciation for his when he was up on stage. Yeah, and they, we've all got that when you look on social media and you're like, Jesus, man, like this guy is exploding on social yeah. media. And look at my stuff. Look, yeah, well, you can't, you know, you can't help it. You're a human being. You're, you're like my stuff's no worse or better than this guy's stuff or this girl's stuff. And you're like, yeah, man, they are absolutely like, they're meeting the queen next week. They're hanging out with Rod Stewart. And you're like, I want to hang out. I don't want to hang out with Rod Stewart, but the queen, I don't really want to hang out with like, queen. They, you, don't or me. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why they would be hanging out with Rod Stewart. Actually. I guess he dead. He might be dead. He's quite old. He's not. He's not. How do you he's know? live forever. It's going to get like it. I think like he's just able to live from his young wives. It's actually amazing how many celebrities have survived um, COVID. Some of the older ones. But you imagine well, they're probably they're living like, in sat on an island somewhere. Yeah, it's true. I guess the money does help, and they can afford like private healthcare and stuff. Yeah. Not that I'm saying um, anything bad against that. They've earned it. Rod Stewart's earned that. They've earned it. But then what about the Lewin Davises of the world, Ollie? The guys who've been struggling to make it and didn't, and now they're destitute. Well, look, look at that. Rod COVID. has outlived um, Dave Van Ronk, whatever his name is. Yeah, but surely Dave Van Ronk's older. I don't think so. I think Rod Stewart might be the oldest living creature. We need. Uh, we we are. I could uh, Google this. Oh, it'd be funny. Yeah, if they I mean, were the I'm going age. to. I'm going to. I don't know. They're not. Well, I'll do Rod Stewart. All right. Um, we just and- need the date of birth. Yeah, I know. It's difficult, though, isn't it? Oh, no. Wow. Born in 1945. Age 75. Uh, he... Oh. Hello? Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. He was... Uh, Dave Dave Van Ronk was born in 1936. Oh, but he's not that much... Bear in mind that he died a long time ago as well. Yeah. He was 65. Look at that. So Rod outlived... <sighs> And I'm not saying his music's worse or better. You know, it's all to taste. But if I were in a club and Rod Stewart was playing on stage, I would be sneering. No, I'd, I'd I be, don't know. I'd be not looking around 60s, going like, what? Do people now. like this? 
Mate, it's mm, pretty, man, he came out with some great stuff. It's pretty rubbish. Nah, um, fantastic voice back in the day. I love this film, Ollie. Yeah, yeah. It's, sorry, it's in my it's Stewart. in my little batch of favourites, and I think specifically it's the first movie that I've watched and seen uh, and and really related to, like on a level that I don't usually like with other films. I don't often yeah. watch a film and go wow, that really resonated with me. This film specifically resonated with me because there's so many just like references to not even persistence because I don't think he's even being persistent at no, the he's, end. He's he just doesn't like, even put himself out that much, yeah, really. Yeah. And he kind of sets himself up to fail, but that resonates yeah. with me, you know? Like, exactly, I, because, because he thinks that, and, and you know, I think that, like you said, there's probably that kind of uh, undercurrent with us where he thinks that just making the music and 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 him believing in it is enough and it's not you have to be like so completely yeah. driven and put your work in front of people and be relentless and also cater to certain markets really be quite specific about what it is that you want to do and that's something that i struggle as an illustrator and i suspect that you're probably the same yeah you're like no I there's just a, want to draw no, no, barbarians there, and there's goblins. A lot, there's a lot to take from the film. The weird thing is, it's like it's such a strange film because there's nothing positive really to take from it. I mean, it's it's so negative. Yeah. You know, most films have an arc where you know the characters learnt something at the end <laughs> of it and has changed, and or something's happened that. But we're in, in this, and I'm sure it's deliberate. Although it is a Coen it's, Brothers. It's a Coen Brothers. It is a Coen Brothers. But even in other so, Coen I mean, Brothers films, they you know no. Where? You know. Show me a Coen Brothers thing where it, it resolves. <laughs> well, I don't know, like in The Big Lebowski, for example, by the end mm-hmm. of it, um, Spoiler, stuff's by the happened. Way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't actually it's watched kind of it all the way through. Way. Well, he is still, oh, I don't want to spoil it for you, actually. I don't want to spoil it. But he, certain things have changed. He, but the thing is, he hasn't changed himself that much or yeah. even at all. But um, yeah. I feel like he's gone on a journey, an arc, whereas this guy. It hasn't really. It's just sort well, of. There's bleak. no arc. It, it it's no endless as well because it just goes straight back to the beginning. It's like you say, yeah, and you get it, you do get a sense by the end of the film that he's not going to change himself, and and he and the world's not going to change um, in any sense. that's going to let him, um, you know, get there or succeed. He's just going to like carry on. He's trapped in this little loop. You'll get enough yeah. money to keep going, and then it's like, right, well, I'm going to keep keep aspiring there's always going to be something where he's like oh well actually if i get this music in front of this person then maybe maybe my my, my luck will change yeah man i mean well kind of bleak but um, if that hasn't pepped you up for doing some freelance uh then i don't know what will i'm trying um, to find some kind of lesson in it but but maybe maybe um you know it's really the fact that the same stuff could happen to to someone else and they could take from it different that they can react to it a different way. In that, you know, yeah, the, what, the... what? Well, I was going to say, what are the positives from the film, Ollie? What positives uh, can we take from this? Uh, that's tough. Um, John Goodman does a great turn. That's a positive. Hmm. Um. Wow. Kind of, kind of stumped me there. I don't know. I think the lesson I, I take from it, there's loads of lessons to take from it. Oscar Isaac can play uh, can play guitar. Yes, he can. He plays the, he can actually play the songs, which is a great thing to know. Um, but also, I think just um, it, I, I think what I take from it because when at the end he sees Bob Dylan on the stage, 
Yeah. I don't suppose Bob Dylan was any happier with his success than Dave Van Ronk was with his non-success. Who the character is based on? No, I, I, I'm I think, not sure. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I seriously, I guarantee you have a conversation with Bob Dylan, which I haven't, but <laughs> I guarantee he's just. It, it doesn't matter whether you're Dave Van Ronk or Bob Dylan. It's just human stuff. You're going to have the same issues. Well, don't, you'll have different issues, but you'll have the same kind of angst. And I'm trying to imagine like an, an angsty Bob Dylan now. Well, I mean, he's, he's yeah, no, maybe not Maybe angst. he's very concerned about those paintings selling. He's just probably sick and tired of all the sex. He's probably like worn <laughs> out by it. He's just worn out. I can see it on his face. He's just like, please, could it just end? Can I just have Man, a night I'd seen, to myself? I'd seen some like, early footage of Bob like just wandering around clubs and stuff after playing, and I was like, wow. The guy wow. must have absolutely just... <laughs> I don't want to say it. I'll get cancelled. But the guy, obviously, he probably did very well for himself. Actually, he, he, you know, he's gone out with some very famous um, musicians. Yeah. Himself, Oof. I mean, yeah. Good old Bob. Wow, Bob. I, I, I love Bob Dylan as well. Yeah, no, I, bloody, I, I like... Bloody I love this Dylan. film. Love Bob Dylan. Maybe maybe I've just quietly, like, just turned this this episode into the things that Ewan really likes. But then again, you really like this film. And you like yeah. Bob Dylan. Yeah, no, I like all of those things. And um, Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't... Hey, come on. Don't, don't throw in Rod <laughs> hey, Stewart. I don't like Rod Stewart. I don't dislike Rod Stewart. You know, you can't deny that he made some good records. So, like, that's not even up for debate. So, get off Rod, likes. What are the positives from this film? I think the positives are that w- with this film, again, it resonated with me because I went, wow, this this I, I can see so many comparisons with this film and the things that I'm trying to do. And it was nice to know that this isn't just a sort of... all People have this sort of feeling whilst doing this type of work, the kind of sensation of, why am I doing this? What is the point? And also being completely directionless, like having no real roadmap to success. Whereas yeah. I think we tend to look around at other people other freelancers, other self-employed people and other illustrators and go, gosh, haven't they got their their ducks in a row? They kind of know exactly what they're doing. That's not to say that necessarily the person who's, you know, you're 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 looking at their social media and maybe the perception is that they know exactly what they're doing. And maybe it is the case of like they know exactly what they're doing, but I suspect probably more often than not, maybe they don't. But yeah. in specific relation to this film, it's nice just to go oh, actually, there's a ton of people like me who actually don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, that's, that a, that's, nice. A, that's a nice... That is a good... Well done for finding... For, for drawing the blood from the stone that is a you positive I mean? thing from this film. You're not alone. There's plenty of other people yeah. out there striving to do things and not seeing their just desserts. I take from it similar, but that it... Um, you know, play your song in front of F. Murray Abram... Uh, who's stony face and says, I don't see any money here. Uh, and that's fine. Cold. You know, you enjoyed playing the song. That's fine. You played the song. That's, there's no money here. Great. Take it somewhere else. Maybe, you know, play in the club a bit more. Maybe take a job in the Merchant Navy on the side. I don't know if you can do that. A part-time um, job in the Merchant Navy. Yeah, it doesn't really matter that there's no money here. Um, as long as you're enjoying it and you can support yourself in a reasonable fashion. Obviously, in the film, he doesn't manage to even do that. He kind of... <laughs> I mean, he's barely got shoes by the end of the film. But, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Just keep playing your song. That's that's what I take from it. Just don't keep playing up. your song. Just even if you go, if, if even Murray if Abrams says there's no money in it, who cares? Like he doesn't know. Yeah, but you need to free yourself from the constraints of this has to make money. Yeah, I think what what Lewin in the film doesn't do successfully is to to go right. Here, here's what I want to do, but also I need to actually live. I yeah, never say to any in the middle. Yeah, I'd never say to any one freelancer go at this relentlessly until this works. I would always suggest go hard, like put your put your everything into this, like that you that you can, but do not live in destitution and do yourself out of money because it's so much easier. I mean. It, Obviously, it's it's easier to do things if you have money, like if you have yeah. some sort of income. So if you are able to kind of either bend it to like a little just sort of, you know, kind of soft spot, whether that's like taking your craft and moving it into a place where not necessarily you want to be, but you're doing it for the fact of, well, there's paid work there, then do it. Like there's no shame in doing like session session jobs, like get paid because you do have a skill that that's desirable and you can bend it you can bend it so many ways to actually make it profitable yeah but then also i do think don't forget why it was that you went freelance in the first place that you want to create these sort of little gaps and openings to kind of work on your own stuff okay, at least man, that, that's that's the reason that's why i went through exactly right i think hell yeah no man i just remembered that when he's playing the session song i know it's just a yeah. film and you know it's a fictional character but what I took from it as well, when he's doing a session thing. He's kind of selling out a little bit, but he needs the money. Yeah, yeah. He has an awful song and records it with these other guys. But he's kind of enjoying it. By the, at the beginning, he's like, yeah. uh, and then he's kind of enjoying He's jamming with these guys. It's a terrible song, but he's just enjoying <laughs> jamming. He's using his skill to make some money. And you know, they're writing him out this check. And he, I mean, it kind of goes a bit wrong at that point, but not to spoil that bit for you. But um, you know, he enjoyed it. He got paid. Yeah. And that's great. And he, he used and it facilitate Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Mate, what a what a what an absolutely joyous episode. I really love this film. I, I'm gonna continue to watch it like relentlessly throughout my yeah, life. I, I enjoy I think to, to be honest, the Cohen brothers, they rarely make make a bad I don't know because it's I've, always well I've, produced. I've clocked like a lot of the Cohen Brothers stuff now. Like I've watched quite a few of it, but this has to sit like right at the top this is their best film for me i think one of the things they always do is attention to detail and you know you if you watch i know i keep i've already harped on about it but the big lebowski is one uh, of my favorite films if you watch it enough times um which i have watched it enough times by this point there's so much nuance so much little so many little things that they've taken a huge amount of trouble to put in they didn't yeah. need to put in like same with um, inside Lewin Davis, uh, the amount of detail to put it in the sixties, they haven't just shot it in a place like oh well they it kind of looks a bit sixties and we'll get away with it. They have yeah. put even down to the phone book. You know he's looking through this phone book. Mm-hmm. That is a proper because I I was born in nineteen forty seven, just <laughs> a couple of years after yeah. Dave Van Ronk. That's a proper uh, 60s phone, but you can tell they've, they've taken the t- time and the trouble, the filmmakers, not the, maybe not the Coen brothers, but whoever was responsible for set dressing or whatever. And I think that's, uh, that's what you can take from a Coen brothers film. 
that has do nothing wanna, to do with freelancing. Do wanna, yeah, I was about to say, do you want to maybe bend that into freelance for us real quick? No, and then well, we actually, can, uh... I mean, for, just from an illustrator's <laughs> point of view, the, the, thing, the book I'm working on now is, is about the American Revolution. And I've had to do a lot of research. And I, mm-hmm. I'm inspired by the Coen brothers to try, the, to try and put into this thing, even though it's just going to be like a seven-year-old reading this thing, and won't care what kind of a musket the dude's holding or who, he yeah. doesn't care how many, um, what horses they were or whatever. But I'm trying to make it historically accurate as much well, as I can. No. Yeah. As, as a freelancer, I think, like you say, you've taken on a job that not necessarily, you know, it's not like you're, you're not like, oh, this isn't a goblin or a barbarian or whatever. So again, we've kind of we've gone off a little bit of the beaten road, but you're finding enjoyment yeah, in this, little, this sits little in pockets my, of um, it. This is what I want to do, though. This is like oh, for um, God's historical sake. Mate, you couldn't have just said it was Just, oh, just I, know, I could have just let that slide, but I don't know. That would have been really nice. You could have just I'm said, sorry. no, 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 this isn't what I want to do. And then it well, would have been you, like, wow, well, it's the kind other, of like that session bit. It's like the, <laughs> the, the other reason I it took now. it on is because I love learning about bits of history I don't know about. So, the, yeah. you know, the American Revolution. I honestly had no idea about some of this stuff. Crazy. Well, there you go. We'll do the, the next the, one about the American um, Revolutionary War. Okay. And how when many children the that man had. Um, yeah. Ollie, final thoughts? I've done mine. I don't want to do another one because I feel uh, like I did a, a really solid you one. You did a damn solid job on that. Man. Okay, well, I've done a, my, the, do I you want to hear like my I final thought? Go back your one. two minutes. Yeah. No, no, I, I think your one summed it up for me. Final thought, great uh, film. Uh, there's a lot to take from it. Um, even though the character is horrible. Yeah. You, know, you can't really... Re- you don't... You, kind of don't really relate to the character but that that's like the thing that i relate to the most in this film i see lewin and i'm like ah there's a fellow asshole i know what you mean but yeah he but every decision he makes in that film is the wrong decision (laughs) down to everything (laughs) every single decision like even down to when he's leaving the car and the and john goodman's asleep in the car the cops have taken away the driver there's no key in the thing he just he's about to close the door and the cat he, this cat he's that he's taken on this journey looks yep. up at him and is like, you know, take me with you, man. Like, yeah, don't leave me with this guy. You can see it in the cat's eyes. You can always sense the Coen brothers directed that cat to say with his <laughs> yeah. eyes, take me with you. And he, he hesitates for just a moment, realizes it will be a ball late to do. So he closes <laughs> the door and doesn't take the cat with him. And just because it would have been too much trouble. Mate, and exactly. that's the wrong decision. And it's awful. And this again, is why I love this film. This is why I love this yeah, film. It's, it's great, like it's great. Look at all these these wrong decisions that I've made throughout my life. Look, there's someone else doing exactly the same. Fantastic. Yeah, it's human stuff. It's great. Marks out of ten for freelance this week, Ollie. I've got to say, I, I haven't done it for a long time because I've been horribly depressed for weeks mm-hmm, and weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going a full on, oh, high six. <sighs> Six, that's good. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually no no bull. I'm going eight. Whoa. Dude, that's quite two. high. That's very that high. high. You score a little bit higher like higher than me though. I've I i do not think I've ever gone beyond like I think like eight may have been my highest. I think eight's as high as any of no, us. I'm ever sure gone. you've put down some nines. I think mm, once maybe you did a maybe, ten like an absolute mad one. <laughs> that might have been pre baby when I was sleeping. Yeah. Sometimes. Were we doing this before No, we weren't doing this before the baby really? arrived. I can't remember. I can't actually was... remember what my life was like before the baby came. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, good or bad. I just can't remember. Mine is a solid seven. Solid seven. Seven's good. 
Seven and eight. Yeah. Come on, man. We're doing it. Mate, we're, do- we're actually doing it. We're, we're not even. It. We haven't even had to join the Merchant Navy yet. <laughs> no, there's been a, there's been a couple of times where we've been getting close to joining the Merchant Navy, but mm. we've sort of we've I can't done wait that for, like uh, January February when this recession really starts to bite, really kicks in. Yes, really, dude. There I think go. also take a moment, man. We're doing it. We're we're earning a living doing some of what we want to do. You know, motion yeah. design's still a thing, and it's like you know, people. Some people kill for some of the stuff we're doing. It's great. I agree. No, I've, I, I and sometimes and also you've got to take some gratitude, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: you find enjoyment in the jobs whereby you're, you're. It's not your first and foremost choice, but you find like the enjoyment in it. Yes, and couldn't have put it better. That's exactly it. And uh, with that, it's been wonderful, uh, sort of speaking for a whole hourish to you, the lovely listener. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next week, ish. Uh, yeah. Thank you. You were saying you want to you want to stop doing it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to get into the Merchant Navy. Um, Could I have a, a public apology, please? No, 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 no. That's still that's. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah.